Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This is a pretty explosive story. Because it deals with the party that claims to lead the charge, you know, in fighting for the little guy, in fighting for things like workplace health and safety, especially when it comes to things like the workplace harassment. And Andrea Horvath herself recently addressed the NDP convention, telling a room, hey, enough is enough. It's time to make sure that women and people in general are able to work safely, with dignity and without harassment. Those are her words. Except an explosive expose has now surfaced, punching very big holes in her mandate, exposing at least three of the NDP Hamilton offices, including Horvath's own. There are allegations of bullying and harassment involving up to 11 staffers who are said to have left under duress and out of fear. One reportedly saying they were physically and emotionally broken that there were they were told to sign non-disclosure agreements. And one of the most stunning allegations that an MPP allegedly tried to get a staffer to fall, file a false sexual harassment accusation against a staffer to get that person fired. Let's bring in that journalist and the guy that runs the Bay Observer. His name is John Best, and he joins me now. So, John, these are... Um, these are pretty scathing allegations that you have have um, dug up here and kind of begs the question, those in glass houses should not be casting stones. I mean, how did Miss Horvath not think that this stuff would come out in today's climate? Well, I don't know, but I, I have to say that when I watched the convention over the weekend, as everyone did, and I heard uh, uh, Andrea Horvath uh, talking about the conservatives uh, not being able to organize a convention and how can they organize uh, a province, um, govern a province? And, of course, here we have three constituency offices with two employees in each of them and somewhere in the area of about a dozen uh, terminations, buyouts, grievances um, in um, one of the uh, writing uh, offices, that of Monique Taylor. You've got a total of six people that live. You got five stress relief, mm-hmm. stress leave situations. Almost every one of them grieving. A couple bought out. Uh, it's really, uh, you know, a pretty hostile work situation. And and is there a way? Is there a possibility that Miss Horvath would not have known about this? I mean, we're talking about the entire, pretty much the entire city of Hamilton of what they represent. Well, she'd certainly know about the uh, individual in her own office that's been on an extended uh, pay-to-stay-home situation, and she'd certainly be aware of an individual in her own office that's been on an extended stress uh, leave. Um, so, you, yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine her not being aware of it. There, there's been some buzz around town about these constituency offices for a while, so... Uh, I can't say whether she knew or she didn't know, but uh, I would think that uh, she must have had some idea. Given the fact that, I mean, you've got all, out of the 11, you've got a number that are going to therapy, claim they are taking antidepressants, 
claiming that uh, they have not been able to go back to the office, and yet they're still on the payroll. I mean, it's pretty ugly. Yeah, it's uh, reminiscent of the movie Horrible Bosses. I, 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 you know, I was, you know, when I was digging into it, I knew what I was looking for because, as I say, we there have been there has been some suggestion that some of these workplaces were pretty unhappy. But I had no idea of the extent of it, uh, you know, the totality of it. It's uh, it's almost like everyone who worked there uh, in these three offices at, at some point ends up being terminated. It doesn't sound like there were many survivors. But it's almost stunning to think that this is the one party that says it fights for the little guy. Yeah, it's, uh, well, you don't want to be Captain Obvious, but I mean, you know, the, the irony of it is is pretty obvious. And, it, you know, it's... Uh, one of these things where, you know, you can't make it up. Uh, yeah. There it is. One of the most troubling allegations is the story about um, one of, I, I, and you'll have to clarify this for me, that an MPP tried to get a staffer to file a false sexual harassment accusation. Can you flesh that out? I, I can't completely flesh it out, but yes, that, that's exactly what happened. Um, uh, for some reason, this employee was uh, apparently in, in a, a little bit demonstrative, I guess, in her demeanor. Uh, it was an all-female office, uh, and uh, there was uh, pressure put on a, on, a, on one worker to um, uh, submit a, uh, a, a claim of sexual harassment against her, and uh, the individual refused to do it, and that seemed to mark the beginning of the end of that employee's uh, happy tenure there. But that that borders on, that. well, that is criminal if, in fact, it is true. I mean, that is, you cannot make up an allegation against someone like that. That is, so we've got a sitting MPP in the NDP party who may have crossed a line. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty serious, and I recognized it at the time, and that's why I, I, I got the information from multiple sources, because... Uh, I knew that that was, uh, you know, that that could get the rest of it is, you know, nasty people, unpleasantness and so on. But uh, that particular situation, I thought, was serious enough that uh, I needed to nail it down. And so where does the story go from here? I mean, I'm stunned that it has taken this long to come out. I mean, 11 people that that had uh, to have happened over quite a, a long time. But where does the story go from here? What did Miss Horbath uh, say when asked for comment? Well, she never did comment. Uh, I, I contacted her office uh, by email and by telephone, and the only response I got, frankly, from any of the three uh, was a, a, an NDP staffer based in Toronto who basically said, we don't talk about personnel matters. So uh, nobody addressed me directly. Right. But th- this goes uh, deeper, given that the, one of the allegations uh, could possibly involve an MPP. That then becomes public interest. Yes. Well, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the whole story is public interest. It's uh, it's not just the juicy hypocrisy of, of these uh, members treating their staff so badly, but there's also um, a significant waste of public funds here because some of these people have been paid not to work for very, very long periods of time. And Not to mention, wonder, I should break in, that, that, that they were asked, as I understand from your report, for non-disclosure agreements, which, again, speaks to the very thing that the left have been uh, condemning in the Me Too movement, was that women uh, or people were being silenced uh, in exchange for money. Yes, uh, I, I think uh, almost all of them uh, were asked to sign some kind of a gag order, so 
and and some of them that I was not able to reach, uh, I, I couldn't get information from them for that very reason. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, I mean it's dripping with uh, irony. There's no question about it. And uh, I, where it's going to go from here, Alex, um, there there is some process underway. There are uh, labor arbitrations that I think are going to come down in the next few weeks. So we'll get a chance ultimately to look at them because they are public documents. And uh, there's been some discussion that there might be some human rights uh, filings, and and when they come down, they're also public documents. So I don't think the story is going away by any means. No, and we're now three months from an election. Can Andrea Horbath, will she survive this? Oh, I I, I wouldn't want to predict uh, outcome. And if I was doing that, I'd be predicting, uh, you know, the the impact that my little publication has on a community. So. Uh, I'll be modest and say I have no idea. But she definitely should be answering questions on this, no question. Well, at some point, yeah, and, and I don't know we're, uh, whether we're going to be, you know, I guess the House will sit a, a few more times before the writ is dropped, probably a few weeks. So uh, whether it somehow surfaces in there, I'm not sure. It, it might happen in question period in response to a question. You never know. Stay tuned. We'll wait for your second report. Thank you. You're welcome, Alex. That is John Bass, publisher of the Bay Observer, which you can catch uh, every month, and also the author of that piece. So we will have him on again. It's a terrific piece of uh, investigative journalism that did not come easily. It did not come quickly. So it took a little while to produce. And now we'll wait for the next step, because certainly Miss Horvath should have an opportunity to respond uh, and give maybe some clarification. Eleven cases. So, clarification to 11 alleged cases. Interesting times we live in, but again, stay tuned.